Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. How are you doing today? I hope that you're having an amazing day so far, an amazing week. I hope that all of the struggles that you're feeling, all of those things that you're kind of faced with, all of the uncertainty, I hope that you are able to make a little bit of peace with it. I hope I know it's so hard. It's like it's so difficult, but it's just one of those things, right? We got to ride the wave and it's beautiful in a way that we're all in it together because I think, you know, okay, here's my my take on it. It's like for the last maybe decade, we have been so immersed in technology and all of the amazing things. And it's like we kind of have lost touch because of that in a way of just that one-on-one connection with people because we're all so focused on our phones. It's like we can literally work from our phones. You know what I mean? And now we're faced with this pandemic where it's like we are craving just each other and we're all in this together. We're all in the same space and we're all feeling kind of the same way in, in certain cases, just in the sense that like we kind of realize that we need each other (laughs) and it's just that human connection that we need. It's so weird. I I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but anyways, I don't know if that resonates with you at all, but also I'm not an astrology person at all, but I do follow astrology. And right now, we are smack in the middle of Venus retrograde. And I wanted to bring this up because Venus is the planet of love and values, and it rules beauty and aesthetics. And it's crazy because we're, you know, in quarantine right now. We're self isolating. Many of you guys haven't seen your significant others or just your family or your boyfriends. Um, and then others have been with stuck with these people for like three months. Well, how long has it been quarantine? I feel like all the days are meshing in together. But it's kind of a challenging time in way, in different ways for all of us. And right now is a time since, so I don't know, you've probably heard of Mercury retrograde and retrograde isn't supposed to be a thing to like scare you because when a planet is going through a retrograde, it's a time to just really reevaluate, reassess and slow down. So right now, because we're Venus in retrograde, it from May 13th until June 25th, 2020, this is not a good time to get married. I mean, obviously, I, I'm sure there's some couples that are doing a Zoom wedding. That's crazy to even think about, but I, there's so many different people in the world, right? So, but you don't want to get married. You don't want to break up. You don't want to do anything rash right now. You don't even, because Venus also is like the planet of money, love and money are so connected. So you don't want to make any big financial decision right now. You don't want to make any big decision related to love. 
Instead, this is a time to just reassess and reevaluate your relationships and create budgets and financial plans for the future, but you want to do all the doing later. Like I would even wait till the very end of June to, you know, make any big decisions, but I know that probably a lot of people are (laughs) feeling all the feels and pretty strongly right now. And if you have made a decision based on your love and your relationship or any sort of financial decision right now and you're like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have, um, don't stress. Like, Don't worry about it because just know that whatever the outcome is, the outcome is exactly what your soul needs in order to learn and grow. So there's never going to be a bad decision and there's never going to be any mistakes but because venus is also a planet that rules um your like appearance and stuff too you don't want to make any big change to your appearance not that we really can right now because we can't go anywhere but i just wanted to say that and nothing is ever good or bad it's just a different experience to learn to navigate and it's kind of like when someone says Type 1 diabetes is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And okay, you're not wrong for feeling that way. Your feelings are valid. But what if type 1 diabetes is the very thing that is here to teach you your greatest strength? What if it's here to prove to you that you do have what it takes after all and you can do it at all costs? Like you've got this. I was reading and I don't use Facebook very often, but I was on Facebook last night because I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just like reading stuff because I was bored, you know, those nights. (laughs) But I was on, I forget what Facebook group it was, and someone had asked for weight loss tips because she had tried everything and she felt like her insulin was causing weight gain, which that's a whole nother topic. No, it doesn't. But um, I know there's a lot of stuff floating around out there, but she, people were giving her all of, all of their two cents on how to lose weight and Everyone has an opinion, and in nowadays it's like everyone feels entitled to voice their opinion, and I really don't think anyone's opinion is going to be right or wrong, because at the end of the day, <laughs> we all have an opinion, right? So, but that being said, a lot of the responses were, were saying, low carb is the only way, blah, 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 and it's not. Um, here's the thing, losing weight, it's not easy, but it is really simple. And the only way to lose weight, even with type 1 diabetes, is a calorie deficit. And this means that you want to burn more calories than you consume. And so if you're going to limit carbs from your diet, that's fine. You do you, but that never worked for me. I love carbs. Anytime I try to limit any macro from my diet, I would start craving it, it would lead to binge eating, and it just made my mental health kind of not any better at all. You know, like it, it caused me to have a more unhealthy relationship with food in the end. So it just wasn't sustainable for me. And 
when you limit any macro, like carbs, for example, so for carbs, there's four calories per one gram of carbs. So by eliminating carbs from your diet or um, just eating less carbs, you're essentially just cutting calories from your diet. And so it's not the carbs itself that's helping you lose weight. It's not eliminating the carbs. It's just eating less calories overall. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, and this is why I love counting macros and following Counting macros and following a progressive, like a proper progressive strength training program is the only thing that ever helped me lose weight. And it's because it just allowed me to have more flexibility and still live my life without trying to eliminate things from my diet and try to follow all of these like rules that just never worked for me because I'm a free bird and I can't like tell me I can't eat something and I'm going to want it that much more, right? But just because that method worked for me doesn't mean that it's going to work for someone else. So if you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't mean that counting macros is the all be all for you. It's just what worked for me. And the thing is, is like, yeah, a calorie deficit is how you're going to lose weight. But the how to, how you're going to do that and achieve that is going to be different for everyone because we're all individual. But if you want to lose weight and you can relate to this and counting macros sounds like something that might work for you as well, then you can still join my Shredded Body program, which is based off of my Fat Loss for Type 1s program. And inside of the program, you learn the exact steps that helped me lose over 20 pounds and maintain my fitness goals and helped me lower my A1C in the process. So the program is still just $65. So during the pandemic, we did um, put out like a, a lower a lower price for those who wanted to join. And you can learn more by going to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash join. And I'll also link to that in the show notes. But I really do believe, you know, when it comes to weight loss, like there's so many different things, there's so many different opinions you'll get on it. But it's really about finding what works for you and what's sustainable and just knowing that it's going to take time. So you got whatever like method you choose, you have to give it at least three months and you have to be consistent and put and patient and put in the work and just know that even when you don't see the progress you're still making progress so you can't give up all right so in this episode i'm going to be sharing with you how i've been navigating my basal (laughs) being back on multiple daily injections there's three types of basal that i've used and i'm going to be sharing what's worked for me and what hasn't and then i'm going to be answering a bunch of your questions a bunch of listener questions at the end of this episode so stay tuned for that and the three different types of insulin that we are going to be talking about today are Triceba, Lantus, and Tujeo. And I've had type 1 for over, it's going to be 21 years <laughs> this year. And I was on multiple daily injections for most of my life until a couple of years ago when I switched to using the Tandem T-Slim insulin pump. And coming to Costa Rica three, four months ago now, I my insulin pump broke, so I've switched back to using MDI. And so I'm going to be talking about all of these because I've learned a few things that might help you when navigating your own sugars. 
So there are some differences and Triceba has the longest duration and lasts up to 48 hours or longer in the body and it's considered to peak less. Whereas 2JO, I'll get that right one day, and Lantis, the duration is up to 24 hours, but some may find that it it's more like 12 hours. So it just really depends. And the peak is within six to 12 hours. And then 2JO is three times the consistency of Lantis. So just as a reminder, this is my own experience. This is not medical advice. And everyone is going to be much different. So I'm just sharing what has worked for me, what hasn't, and then you can take whatever you want from this episode and just apply it to how you manage your own diabetes. And just before we dive in, when it comes to the comparison to my insulin pump, uh, the amounts, and this goes for all three of these different insulins, the amount, it may not translate the same using multiple daily injections. Some people will find that it probably does, but it's not the case for me. So, And the other thing that you may have heard is that when using basal insulin, the long-acting, it said that you only need to give one daily injection, but sometimes splitting the dose can actually help. And a lot of the time, especially for Lantus in 2JO, many athletes who take under 20 units daily find that splitting their dose 12 hours apart either evenly or unevenly, depending on their basal needs, will actually have better blood sugars. So that is definitely something that I found, but we'll dive into that. So first we'll break down Lantus. What didn't work for me was doing one injection daily and matching my dose to my pump basal settings did not work for me either. And giving my nighttime dose too late in the evening did not work for me. It resulted in higher blood sugars in the morning. And then giving my morning dose too late did the same. So I really had to make sure that I was giving my dose exactly 12 hours apart. I didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal, but it was. And splitting my dose evenly from a.m. to p.m. did not work for me. So what did work? Splitting my dose unevenly 12 hours apart. Morning, I gave myself a little bit less than the evening, and then evenings I would give myself a lot more because I found that giving myself more insulin in the evening actually helped curb the dawn phenomenon, so those morning highs. And I tend to not really require as much basil I found during the daytime because I'm so much more active. And and that's not the case for everyone because I've heard of people who split their dose unevenly and do less dose in the in the evening to make sure that their blood sugar doesn't go low. Um, So everyone's going to be so different. But that's what worked for me. And then I had to inject more insulin than what I was using on my pump settings, like quite a bit more. And then I found that I had to actually give myself my morning dose by 7 a.m. So typically 
I will wake up between like 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. and just making sure that I give myself my dose no later than 7 a.m. because for some reason, if I gave it to myself any later than 7 a.m., that would actually result in highs the next morning. And then I had to give myself my nighttime dose exactly 12 hours later. So I would set an alarm on my phone and then if I gave my insulin at 7 a.m., I would give it at 7 p.m. So that would be my nighttime dose and that really helped a lot with just preventing morning high blood sugars. And the other thing about Lantus insulin is that it took my body six weeks to adjust to the insulin and for my blood sugars to actually level out. So it wasn't, I think it when I was reading up on it, it said it was going to take like maybe a week or something, maybe three days, five days, I can't remember, but it was not six weeks. Um, But it took my body six weeks to actually adjust. And I was struggling with high blood sugars and having high blood sugars in the morning. And I'm like, what is going on? But it just was because my body hadn't adjusted to this new insulin. So it does, it can take a little bit of time. And I definitely played around with a lot of different amounts within those within those six weeks. And what I ended with was 12 units in the evening and then about seven units in the morning. And just to put that into context, when I was using the insulin pump, I was taking my basal usually depending on my activity and what I was doing. It was set differently depending on what was going on and that time of the month. But it was generally about 12 units to 16 units total. So Triceba, let's talk Triceba. Triceba honestly is one of my favorites. What did not work for me though with Triceba is doing one injection daily. So just like Lantis, one injection did not work for me. Matching my dose to my pump basal settings did not work. I actually required quite a bit less using using Triceba than I even did using my insulin pump and giving my evening and my morning dose too late. it's It was more forgiving than Lantus though. So I could give it to myself a little bit later and I wouldn't struggle as much with those morning high blood sugars. And then not splitting my dose evenly, that didn't really work all that well for me. It's better if I injected 12 hours apart, if I could remember. So what did work is really splitting my dose unevenly 12 hours apart morning and evening just like Lantus except the doses were much less than using Lantus. And then giving myself less than my pump settings overall. However, I had to give myself more in the beginning until my body adjusted and got used to it. So then once my body was adjusted, this took about four weeks, then I slowly dialed back my doses until I got to a number that really helped because at first I was struggling with highs and then I was struggling with lows and then I dialed it back and then everything was easy breezy for the most part. I also found that what worked just like Lantus was injecting around 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. or earlier but definitely no later. And if I forgot and injected my nighttime dose later than 7 p.m., I would usually run a little bit higher in the morning. And my ending dose, I did play around with the Triceba doses quite a bunch, but my ending dose was three units in the morning and then 12 units in the evening. And I 
I had to decrease this amount in when I went to a colder climate. So I'm here in Costa Rica and it's very hot and humid. And I there was a few days that I actually traveled to San Jose, which is in the mountains. So it's much cooler. And I was having lows like crazy all night long. So I had to dial that back for those few days. And then as soon as I got back to the hot climate, I had to increase that a little bit. So that's just something to keep in mind. Not sure if that happens to everyone. We're all so different but that's my experience with that. And I do find comparing Lantis and Triceba, not only does Triceba require less insulin overall, like those doses don't match exact. So that was for me. It could be different for you, obviously. But the other thing is because Triceba is just longer acting, it is a little bit more forgiving if you accidentally give your dose a little bit later, whereas Lantus, it's not as forgiving. So I found I really had to make sure that I was injecting 12 hours apart. All right, now let's talk 2JO. This is a new one for me. I honestly still feel like my body is getting adjusted to it. It's been about three weeks since I've been using it, but it feels like a lot longer. Um, But we'll start with what didn't work and what actually has not worked so well for me so far is doing two injections daily. So I know that might throw you for a bit of a loop, but I over the last few days, maybe five days, I found that giving one and this is how I know that my body is getting adjusted because I was doing a split dose and then I started having to dial my am dose back and now I'm to the point where I'm just injecting in the evening and my blood sugars are fine throughout the day so I think in probably two weeks from now I will my body will be totally adjusted so just another thing to keep in mind it do, it may take more time than they say for your body to get totally adjusted I think they said when I read up on it to JO it takes the body like five days to adjust but definitely not the case for me anyways what hasn't worked is doing two injections daily and then matching my dose to my pump basal setting again just like Lantus and Triceba it does not translate the same and matching my dose to Triceba and Lantus so my dose is closer to Lantus than Triceba I've just found Triceba because of the duration is so much longer I require so much less but it is comparable to Lantus And then the other thing that didn't work is splitting my dose using the same amounts as I was using for Lantus. So my dose really varies depending on my activity. And even so, when I'm, because lately I've been doing just the one dose in the evening, but this is really exercise dependent for me. And I'm going to be actually experimenting with this tonight, but I've found so far that when I'm doing some sort of low intensity exercise in the evening, it helps my blood sugar stay stable in the morning. Whereas if I give myself, even if I do like a strength workout and I don't do any low intensity, I actually require more insulin in the evening to keep my blood sugar stable in the morning. So we're still playing around with that, but that's just another thing that you might want to keep in mind. So obviously I am still working out the kinks, 
but I'm thinking it'll probably take my body at least six weeks to get properly adjusted. And I have found, so they there's a, just a couple other things with the 2JO. I have found that even though it says it's three times the consistency, when you buy it in the pen, the units that they have in the pen are already factoring in the consistency. So five units in using the pen of 2JO is going to be just, you know, five units. You don't have to worry about cutting that back or giving yourself more, whatever, like that amount is going to be perfectly set to how they have. And you'll even notice that the pen is a little bit smaller. So you don't have to worry about the consistency when you're dialing in those doses. However, because I I don't have a lot of the pen needles. So I was using the syringe to pull out the insulin from the pen and using 2JO makes it a lot more complicated to do that. So I haven't yet tried using the syringe. I will have to at some point here in the next few days but that doing so because the units on the pen are not going to be the same as the units on the syringe because of the consistency factor I've read that when using the syringe to take the the insulin from the pen it's about a fifth of the of your normal dose that you'll want to inject but that take that with a grain of salt because that's just one thing that I've read and I will be playing around with that so at some point if you are interested I may I may just update this and give you guys a little bit more information on how that's worked for me but I just wanted to say that as well because it is a little bit more complicated okay so all in all the takeaways here are after trying the three of these insulins Triceba is by far my favorite because not only does it have the longest duration, but it's the strongest and I can use less and it just, I, I feel like my body responds to it a little bit better. Lantus is, they say that it, you know, lasts 24 hours, but in my experience, I don't, I mean, it depends like where you're injecting it to, right? And and how you're injecting it. If you rub the site first, like maybe it'll absorb faster and the peak will be six hours instead of closer to 12. Like, but it's not as consistent. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind too, that because it might last less than 24 hours, if you're struggling with highs, it's a good idea to try splitting your dose, especially if you're using under 20 units per day. That's what I found anyways. And then 2JO is three times the consistency, but that doesn't mean that you require less. The pens, again, already have the amount styled in, so you technically should be able to get away with using the same dose as Lantus to start, if that's what you were doing before, using Lantus, that is. If using a needle to inject, the amounts will differ, so that's just something to keep in mind. And if using the U100 syringes, the amount could be one-fifth of your regular dose. And all in all, I would definitely say try splitting your dose and don't be afraid to try different amounts and really just pay attention to how your body is responding to those different amounts. So I remember, and this goes for all three of those basal insulins, but I remember being younger and really relying on my medical team to give me the, the information and the go-ahead to make these adjustments on my own. But as I've gotten older and I've learned my body better, 
And this will happen for you too, depending on if you're newly diagnosed or like later on, you're, you'll learn things about your body on such a deeper level and you'll feel more confident in really dialing in your doses and making those just experimenting a little bit more and feeling comfortable doing that. But I would definitely say that you don't need to wait for someone to give you the okay if you feel confident and comfortable. I mean, go ahead and just really pay attention to how your body is responding because there's so much that you can learn and it's it's what's helped me a lot. Like if I didn't just do, then I wouldn't know and I would I would be suffering with highs still. Like I just I don't like being dependent on anyone really. I guess what it is what it comes down to, but definitely don't be afraid to try at least splitting your dose and check in with your medical care team and see what they say too. Maybe they can give you a little bit of guidance to start, but once you do it a few times, you'll definitely gain the confidence to keep going. And then it it can take upwards, I would say, honestly, six to eight weeks until your body is fully adjusted to trying different insulins. So it was super, super frustrating at first just going from one insulin to the other because I have tried three different ones here in Costa Rica and it's like – they don't have triceba here. So I had brought up, thankfully, I had brought a backup triceba, which was expired since November 2019. So when did I try it? It was the end of February, or maybe beginning of March that I was using it. I think it was the beginning of March. So it but it still worked. Um, so I was using that until I ran out. And then they do have Lantis here. So I switched to Lantis. But again, it like takes your body time to adjust. And then I ran out of Lantis and was hearing great things about 2JO. So I was like, oh, why don't I try that? But honestly, I might. I'm we'll see. I think I need a couple more weeks for my body to get to respond properly. And then we'll see if I stick with 2JO or switch back to Lantis until I'm back in the States. But anyways, I would definitely say that just give it time and you might struggle with highs and you might be frustrated because it feels like your body's not responding, but it it just takes some time. So you got to be patient because it might even take testing different amounts too to see like what's going to work best for you but you will get there and you might even find that you are giving yourself a bunch more insulin just to curb those highs and then after your body gets adjusted you'll have to dial those doses back which can be really frustrating right because you're struggling with highs and then lows and you're like what is going on but just know that that can be a thing so don't beat yourself up too much about it if that happens to you just be aware and you will find the amounts that work best for you as long as you're taking note writing them down I was literally using the notes on my phone to like (laughs) write out the different amounts I'm like three units this morning at 7 a.m 10 units in the evening and then like depending what my blood sugars were throughout the night because I would look at my CGM line I'd be like hmm all right today we're gonna try four units or two units in the morning and I literally did that for like a month until I dialed it in and felt confident and comfortable with what I was doing so that is the takeaway here and I have a bunch of questions that I'm going to answer so let's go ahead and dive in. All right. So first question is jbex011. This is from Instagram. Heard of Lantis, the 24-hour one. 
others and what successes or failures have you had? So yes, that is the 24-hour one. And I think I pretty much answered my successes and failures and the other ones that I've tried. So I think, I'm trying to think if there's any other basal insulins that I tried. I think back in the day there was, um, yeah, there was one called N. <laughs> this was when I was like nine years old, so almost 21 years ago. Um, I don't even know if they make that anymore, but that one sucked, so we won't even go there. But out of all of those insulins, I hope that, yeah, I hope that this this episode has given you a little bit of insight to answer that for you. And Mustafav94 says, advice to get the best results out of Lantus. So I would say definitely try splitting your dose and don't like you might even want to start by splitting it and of course not medical advice but I would even you know you could try splitting it evenly and then kind of fine-tune that but if you already know that you have a tendency to go low in the evening then maybe start and do a little bit more in the daytime to cover your fat and carbs throughout the day and then give a little bit less in the evening. It just really depends, right? But definitely splitting your dose, I found personally, has helped so much. 19tank03 says, 2JO seems to work pretty good when you find your sweet spot. Start small and increase. Yes, love that. And I'm st- I think I'm st- I'm almost there, but I'm I'm still working on finding that sweet spot. But definitely I I feel like I found that with both Lantis and uh, 2J, Lantis, not 2JO, Lantis and Triceba. And then just to say too, so um, I don't think I mentioned this, but for the 2JO one, I had started with splitting it. I think I was doing 12 or yeah, 12 units in the evening and um, seven units in the morning. So I just basically started with what I was using with my same dose as Lantus and then I started increasing my nighttime and then decreasing my daytime so I think I got down to like 13 or 14 units in the nighttime and then I was doing I think I got down to two units in the daytime and I was still having lows in the evening like after dinner and so I now recently started doing just like 13 or 14 units in the evening and then that's if I'm exercising the other night um still playing around with this but the other night I was went for a a long walk after dinner or before dinner sorry yeah before dinner I like 3 p.m. because we eat dinner really early here (laughs) my bedtime is around 10 p.m. 9 30 10 between 9.30 and 10.30. And I gave, yeah, I gave 14 units. My blood sugar was perfect. Like I like my blood sugar to be between 80 and 100 all night. I like to wake up with that range. And that's what it was. So I was like, okay, great. And then the next couple nights, I went for a walk in the daytime, like in the morning, actually around 9.30, instead of in the later part of the day and I gave myself the same amount 13 or 14 units and I was high in the morning I was about 140 milligrams per deciliter so that wasn't optimal for me I didn't wake up feeling super awesome and then last night I gave myself 16 units and I was 130 milligrams per deciliter but I didn't sleep great all night like I woke up a couple times so that could have factored into just having the extra cortisol (laughs) from not sleeping 
But all in all, I'm still playing around with it and I'm going to be going for a walk this evening, probably before dinner. So this afternoon, I should say, late afternoon, and we'll just see what it's like in the morning. Type 1 Diabetic 91 says, Tujeo gave me golf-size lumps in my stomach. Does this mean that I'm allergic? I honestly don't know the reaction that people have when it comes to allergies and insulin, but I will say, and that's a really interesting question that I'm definitely going to have to research actually, (laughs) but I will say that I gave myself a dose uh, the other morning and I always, I'm, you know, giving my, injecting on my back or my stomach or my sides or wherever, right? And I, I think I gave it, it was too close to my rib cage, which is one thing. So there wasn't a lot of tissue there, but also I think I just hit a bad spot because there was a bump and it bruised. So I don't know if your lump had bruising, but I personally, just from my own experience, I don't know if it would have something to do with an allergy or if it would be more so just like hitting a bad spot and then getting that reaction, right? And in my case, I often don't know if the insulin fully absorbs when that happens, but that would definitely be something to talk to your medical team about and just get more information because a golf size lump sounds real, real big and painful. All right, so I'm just looking it up right now. It said, this is just one article. Um, So lumps and bumps under the skin from insulin injections is called lipohypertrophy. Hypertrophy? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Is a common skin lesion, abnormal skin condition that occurs with insulin injections. It's one of the most popular side effects. Is an abnormal accumulation of fatty tissue under the skin at the site where insulin is injected. When touched, these areas feel hard and or rubbery. On visual inspection, LH, hypertrophy may look like a lump or bump. And it looks like it's pretty common. I don't know if this is what you're experiencing, but if it is, um, let's see, how can you prevent it? Really make sure that you're rotating injection sites or infusion sites if you're using an insulin pump. Um, Injection sites should be rotated, yes, we know that. <laughs> Always use a new insulin syringe or pen needle tip. Avoid injecting insulin through clothing. Avoid injecting cold insulin. That's interesting. Give the area with LH a rest. It may take weeks to years to resolve. If you're, yeah, you should have your physician just inspect that area too to make sure there's no scar tissue. And you can even I guess do that on your own, right? Just make sure that there's no areas that if you're that appear raised or puffy or feel hard or rubbery, lumps or bumps under your skin. And if you do, make sure you report them to your physician, yada, 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 or just don't inject in that spot, I would think. Um, but I don't know if that's what you're experiencing. That's just one thing that looks like it's probably one of the most common <laughs> things when it comes to lumps and bumps and injections. But definitely worth checking with your medical team anyways, just to be sure. Because I honestly feel like intuitively, like if you think it might be something else, it might, it just might be, right? We're all so intuitive with our own bodies and what things are and what things are not. 
So that is a wrap on our questions for today. And I hope that you found this episode helpful and insightful. And I hope that you were able to take away something that you didn't know before when it comes to these insulin and just trying them out if you haven't already done so. And if you're listening to this and there's something that you want to add or you have an insight or anything that you think would be helpful for people listening, please take a second and scroll down on this episode and tap to leave a review. You can just put the episode number or title of the episode in the subject for your review and we can elaborate on this, which would help other people out so much, I'm sure, who are listening. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this show because that way you won't miss out on upcoming weekly episodes and bonus content. And we do have a really fun episode coming up next week, which if you are feeling a little unmotivated or uninspired right now, you'll be hearing from a bunch of other people who are sharing their biggest challenges during this pandemic and how they're navigating them. So it's going to be a really fun episode to listen to. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. And again, Again, if you haven't already done so, please do rate and review this podcast because when you do so, it will help expand their reach and make it possible for other people to find this show. Thank you so much for your support. I love you. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you same time next week. Bye for now.